This is Harry Man back, Francesco from Rome, Italy. And you're listening to the Spiral Out podcast with your host, Chris West. How you like that new intro? Super cool. Thanks, uh, Harry Manbeck, Francesco, uh, for recording that for me as a favor. Uh, he's got a new book out. If you see it around, purchase it, read it, enjoy it, ingest it, love it, hate it. I bought one. I'll be reading it when it shows up from Rome, Italy. On our show today, we have Mike Gamble, a true inspiring story he tells on the podcast, a uh, metaphorical rags to riches story. Uh, again, metaphorical. The guy's doing fine. Um, no, it's it's very inspiring to sit and talk with him, to, to hear how his tool poster uh, became a reality. And we also touch on a lot of cool subjects, alchemy, trying to achieve goals and dreams and just enjoying tool and art in general. It's a very inspiring podcast, in my opinion. They're all great, but this one, I think, this one uh, was very close to home, you know? And I'm sure on some level, every artist starts from zero in in this void of not, but uh, I think rarely we, we get to see the nexus point. And Mike has been around and in the groups and in the community, so it's it's super uh, inspiring and it's very cool to see his art be featured as a tool poster. And it's also really awesome to see that he's a really nice guy, very articulate to see more of his art on tool posters. Uh, enjoy the episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you, Harry Manback, and Spiral Out. One. Alrighty. Um, hello, everyone, and welcome to Spiral Out Podcast. I'm your host, Chris West. On today's show, we have Mike Gamble, right? Gamble? Yep. Yep. Pretty straightforward name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, you recently got one of your pieces of art made into a tool poster uh, in Indeed. the first one of the tour in. Loveland, Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot yep. to talk about there. There's a, there's a whole. I'm sure there's a whole story behind that, but yep. not not only just the poster, but um, you were kind of uh, in the tool groups before that, right? And yep. a fan for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I guess let's just start with that uh, initial. I'm sure Adam reached out to you at some point. Yeah, so there was another one of the uh, tool artists from Ironic is actually the um, the Philly show from that's, this was like 2019 tour, I believe it was uh, Carly. She did the Carly Schmidt. She did the like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a figure holding like the DNA strand. And Wait. it was just through Reddit. I saw her piece, messaged her on Instagram. I was like, hey, man, this is like incredible art. You're really talented. And, she, and she, you know, she's like, hey, I'm doing the poster show for Philly. Don't tell anybody. And I was like, Hell yeah. So that kind of gave me the idea of like, well, hell, like I do art. Hell yeah. <laughs> Why not kind of shoot my shot? So I, and it was like pre COVID. So I, it was just like a nice thing to do. So I do printmaking as my day job. 
obviously COVID happened, so I'm stuck at home. And this was like this nice little thing to basically keep myself busy. So I just started doing uh, different designs. And the first one I did, I had messaged it to Adam, you know, just tagged him on Instagram. And then he, you know, just messaged me and said, hey, you want to do this for a poster? Obviously, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, COVID happened. So it just became this like kind of lull waiting game. So it was like November 2019, I thought I was in. And then... 2020 then the next tour finally happened and he was like hey i'm really sorry we had a backlog obviously because the tour got canceled he's like but i'll keep you in mind so i kept holding my breath and holding my breath and then finally it just finally panned out so you had to wait like four years <laughs> yeah i did what <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. that's freaking wild about it here and there but you know I, I just kept tagging my brains out and throwing it out there you know because <laughs> i I remember about a year ago, I think I saw the Portal one. Portal, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what's it called? Portal Al... Alchemica. It's a space, uh, a specific place in Rome. I did a study abroad and it's like, not really many people know about it. I've actually had like people in Rome message me being like, how the hell do you know about this place? You know, it's not like the Colosseum or any sure. of the main tourists. And it is very bizarre. It's like in this piazza, it's fenced off. You can't really get close to it. You wouldn't really think anything about it but when i was there i tried to look up all kinds of goofy real specific places and that was like this cool little niche spot it's got like goofy stories behind it you know it was all kinds of folklore people believe and that was like a this you know an illustration of one of these stories basically so i definitely want to get into that a little later so, mm -hmm. so i'm still trying to wrap my head around <laughs> four years I know, I know. Uh, it, was, uh, it took a long time. Because <laughs> uh, from what I understand, or my experience with talking to artists, they're usually just like, yeah, he hit me up, and a few months later it was on a poster, yada, mm -hmm. yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But again, I think you, I think it just adds to your unique experience with uh, within the poster, um, I guess, echelon in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like... Uh, I, because you're an obvious fan, like, and, and I'm not saying yeah, right. most the poster artists aren't fans, but there's mm -hmm. a large chunk of them that are Adam's friends from school, right, right. fine artists from around the mm -hmm. world. And again, not that you're not any one of these. Uh, right, hey, no, but I... <laughs> but you definitely, <laughs> <I snuck> in. <laughs> yeah, well, you definitely had a goal in mind, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you, and I'm not saying this agenda was bad, you had an agenda, you're like, I want to mm -hmm. make a tool poster. And, yeah. <laughs> and you did. And mm -hmm, I think it, mm. uh, I think maybe because you wanted it, they put it, it, the universe put you through it. <laughs> Basically, I was like that initial, it was like too easy. The first one I did, and honestly, it's funny, like I look back on them and I kind of want to redo those first three because they were pencil drawings. It was like more simplistic. I, I again, I like, I'm a printmaker normally. I went to college for that. That's what I got my degree in. And I would do these, um, reduction prints and they're like very labor intensive you know anything about printmaking they're just like very complicated stamps essentially yeah i saw you some on your instagram like the big wooden yeah. dial yeah, exactly turning yep crank it through the, the press and then to do to get color you put it through the press once carve the block a little bit more puts the plate you know put the paper back down it's called registration in the exact mm -hmm. same spot put it through the press again you just keep repeating that process for every color and it's it's very labor intensive but it doesn't get the quality and the detail that I kind of like strive for. So this was like my, you know, kind of diving back into the more, you know, like, I guess it's still fine art, but the pencil drawing and painting and whatnot. So that first one I did, 
I shot him an email, just sent, or you know, a DM, yeah, yeah. and immediately he just responded back. I believe he just wrote, uh, you know, poster art question mark, and I was like, oh yeah, sure. And he asked for my <laughs> phone number, gave him my phone number, but then it was just radio silence. And I guess he was getting the rumblings of COVID and potentially canceling yeah. the tour, and then the tour got canceled. So then it was just nothing. Sure. And then you know a year, whatever it took before they rescheduled the tour. You know, I messaged him again. Then that's when he sent me a message that said like, Hey man, I'm really sorry. And it was, it was like, you know, it's a DM, you know, so yeah, yeah. beyond nice of them to take the time, even to just sure, go, hey, cause I'm, I'm really sure he's sorry. getting a gazillion DMs. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and I keep that in mind the whole time. I'm like, I'm, I guarantee I'm one of hundreds of people <laughs> messaging this poor guy. In his DM, oh, it's not you know? thousands. Right. For sure. At least for sure. when it comes to social media DMs, I got a mm -hmm. text message from him one time. And I text him back, like an actual phone. I don't know how I got my. Well, I know how I got my phone huh. number, but I didn't give it to him. Um, right. <laughs> and I we like text back and forth for like about five minutes, and then uh, like I he was like, "I'll get back to you," and that was like four months ago. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> five months ago, maybe even longer. God, it's probably been like eight months. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much how it went for me. <laughs> it's just like it's not, you know, kind of just keeps rolling. <laughs> and you kind of snuck in there early too. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that's probably like, you know, obviously as four years goes on, you start to doubt and you start sure. to wonder what the hell happened, what was going on. I think it's just, you know, shit happens. The guy has kids, you know, yeah, yeah. he's running a band, he's running, you know, so stuff falls through the cracks. But hey, I, I'm beyond appreciative that he, you know, hooked me up for this one. You see, uh, what was her name in Philly again? Uh, uh, she's from... She did the Philly poster. The is she? she did the Philly poster. I want to say she's from like Kentucky or... Because I know the poster you're talking about. It's like the hot chick holding oh, the thing. Cool. It's one of my favorite. I yeah. was like beyond fucking, you know, stoked when she said, oh, I'm doing the Philly poster. I was like, you know, I'm going to be selfish. Hell she yeah. had some great <laughs> remarks too. Yeah, yeah, no, she's good. She's a really uh, talented artist. So she, she tells you and then you're like, I'm fucking... I'm going yeah, for right. it. It just spurred me the idea. I was like, you know what? Why not shoot my shot and take it, you know? So you do. Go the, for it. <laughs> so, all right, from that moment where she tells you and you decide I'm going to do a tool poster, how long before you created uh, the portal? That one was a couple down the line. So I did that one. The original, it was for Numa. It was like the, you know, the, the song that really kind of like was impactful for me when Fear Not sure. came out. So it was the first one I did. And I still am contemplating. I think I want to do a painted version of it just to make it a little bit more fleshed out. And but the the portal really wasn't. That was one of the last ones I did. So then I did descending. I did invincible. Invincible was the first oil painting. So that was like my jump. I hadn't done oil painting since college. And you know, I I have a decent idea of how to do it, but it was mm -hmm. still daunting. So did the invincible one. And oh. then maybe was the, the portal. So this was like years later. I finally did this portal. Okay, and okay. when I had posted that one, he reached out and he says, hey, do you sell these? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. So I ended up actually sending that one to him. Like so the, his, the the actual original, painting? Yeah. All mm -hmm. right, I, you don't have to answer this, but what do you charge a guy like Adam Jones for something like that? <laughs> I definitely hooked him up. I, I typically, like my own stuff, I would charge, you know, five thousand bucks where it's just it takes me it's, i don't really know what the hell i'm doing when it comes to painting so i just it's called uh wet on wet i look like i mix color on canvas i'm really not good at the doing the like being very decisive with my color choices it's, anyway long story it takes me a long damn time to paint sure so it's like easily months of work but when adam reached out like i said this when um they called me to get the poster deal i was like hey not to like 
show my hand or anything, but like I would do this for free. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just into it. I'm stoked. Yeah. You know, it's such a cool opportunity. Honestly, I'm in it just to get my artwork on a poster for myself. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I he basically said the same thing to Adam. I'm like, hey, like I'll hook you up. Obviously, I'll still charge you, but you know, yeah. I definitely gave him a good. <laughs> All right. So I'm looking at your your stuff online, right? I'm mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. seeing uh, Tempest, Invincible, Calling. Oh yes, I Portal. think I did Tempest. You're right. I did Tempest before. Like I, I'm pretty sure this was one of the later, later paintings that I did. So the first one you did was Numa. Yes. And that's yes. the that's the one that you sent to him. Yeah, that was the original one that I just tagged him up. You know, put it in the DMs, and that was the one that he initially just quickly like. You know, he's like, I want it. Yeah, he was like, Hey, you want to do this for a poster? And I was like, Hell yeah! And I think this was me like sussing out things sure. over the internet. I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be for a King Crimson tool tour, and that's when uh, King Crimson, the I forget his name, the bassist, had posted right when COVID happened and said, Unfortunately, we were in the midst of planning this, and it fell through. So that was like an extra, uh, you know, are you, shot are you to the gut? Where are I, you a King like, Crimson oh, fan? <laughs> oh hell yeah! Nice. I've seen them there. One of the most important, like right neck and neck with the tool in terms of their quality of uh, shows. They they put on a, a hell of a show. Nice. I've never seen them. I've never oh, really. I think they were a little past my my time. I mean, mm-hmm, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I just they just kind of scanned over me. I guess. Yeah. Now they're um, they're like a prog rock. Yeah. They, they have their moments. Like I initially when I was in college, I got into their like you know seventies psychedelic kind of vibe. It's like. I guess you could say it's similar to like a Pink Floydy kind of, you know, style. They're very good instrument, you know, it's a little heavier though, right? And, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And then they got Adrian Blue, and then that became a de- like heavy prog, you know. And it, over time, like originally, I didn't really get into that era, but now I just kind of listen to all of it. Sure. And I don't know if they tour anymore, but their last couple tours, man, were hmm. what's his name? Robert Fripp is a quite the musician. Fair enough. Um, back to the, I'm very curious about this whole, you know, four years, <laughs> um, and then we'll eventually move on. But so hey, no, no. it's just so interesting that, you know, you had this goal, you, you, again, how, did, I don't know if you already answered this, but how fast between deciding the poster and creating Numa, how long did that take? So the first one, I, you know, because the tour is ongoing, yeah. Carly had her thing. It was the Philly show. It was probably, the show was around November-ish because that's like, so I, I it was like a month. I like cranked that one out and sure. I, I don't even think I was done the drawing it. I scanned it and I like fudged the colors and or like the contrast of Photoshop just to get it out there. Yeah. And it were, you know, he reached out, so it did work. But and that's that not even I, the one that, you know, now right. So, which leads me to my next question. Are we going to see that one later? Maybe. Hey, I Maybe. hope so. <laughs> I hope so. They, you're not going to confirm nor deny that you may or may not have more tool posters coming out? You never I know. I will spill the full. I have no idea. No, <laughs> Fair enough. Not even being coy. I got no clue. <laughs> um, I hope so. <laughs> right? Me too. Uh, um, so it exp- would be incredible. So, all right. So you're, you, you get this tease, right? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, where does the tool groups come in? So you, do you join those or were you already a part of those? So I think it was around the time with getting 
because I just wanted to get the normally like I I'm not like a avid avid collector, but I do. I mean, as you can see in my background, I collect yeah. all the posters of the shows I attend purely sure. as like a printmaker. I just like love to have it in my archive. I try to hang up as many as I can and I'm running out of room. But I feel you. I usually like to get the one. So I joined, you know, all the Facebook groups. There's the one tool loot now. There's a you know different group poster groups and even just like the fan groups I had been you know, since college, since I was a kid, I really like was crazy into tool in high school or, you know, 13. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. When How I old first you? discovered him, uh, 34. About okay. 30, yeah. We're 35. the same age. Right on. Yeah. Right on. So that was my, I think it was like lateralis coming out was the, my first, you know, introduction to tool. Then obviously like the lag between lateralis and 10,000 days. And then the second lag, you know, other bands come in and out and not Ugh. that I ever like lost interest, but it was yeah, just like, no. I hear, when I fear inoculum came back out it was like this kind of re you know <laughs> reinvigorating of my fandom you know 100 percent. i have a similar story uh i think i got into them around 2000 2001 so it's like at right after lateralis or a little bit after mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then again you you just especially as a young child you just expect like oh they're probably going to come out with another album yeah, here any right, minute exactly <laughs> and then it's like oh shit i'm a fucking I'm like in middle school now. I'm a sophomore yeah, right. in high school, and I'm still uh -huh, listening to these uh -huh. same songs. And all of a sudden, I'm a senior. I'm like, wait a second here. Yeah, right. I rem right. I remember listening to, like, I live in Vegas. I grew up in mm -hmm. L.A., but I live in Vegas. And I I, I think it's 2005, late 2005, and the mm -hmm. radio station here was like, we're gonna premiere this new Tool song at like eight in the morning. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and uh -huh. I, I, uh, I was in class. I had headphones on. I had to like find like a old, um, what was it called? A uh, like cassette With an iPod or no, oh. a cassette player. <laughs> this is like oh, 2005. Yeah. Like trying oh, to find God. something that I can listen to the radio on. Oh right, right. Um, and it was the pot. They played the pot. And, oh right, uh, okay. Luckily, I like recorded it on the. I wish I still had that tape, but I yeah, recorded right. it. And I don't even think they played the whole song. Um, hmm. And I just listened to it like a bunch throughout the day. And mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you said, it it reinvigorated, right? That, mm -hmm. that in 2005. And I, For sure. I became like a crazy, not crazy obsessed, but just definitely really into it. And then mm -hmm. 13 years. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> of like, How about it? <laughs> uh, and then like you said, oh, yeah, your inoculum just... comes out and you're like, all right. I'm oh, into this. <laughs> and then, I don't know, just everything exploded with them, which, which merch, the songs, if stuff came mm -hmm. out on Spotify, and it was just like, all right, there's this whole new community I've been waiting literally my whole life for. Right, and, right. And it's funny, like, when I would reach out to him, especially I think at, I think that, like, the, again, this is me just kind of inferring into this, but I think it was, like, right when Fear Inoculum came out and I reached out to him, I'm sure this was, like, the wave beginning of people reaching out. And I, it was just funny that the dude is, like, extremely humble, and he would thank me. He'd be like, oh, thanks so much for sharing, you know, sharing the music. I'm yeah. Like, sure, bud. Right? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, right? How about it? Now, again, in that, what has it been, four years since that came four out? Years. Four years. Um, I'm sure their stress, money, everything has just exploded. Uh, Absolutely. Since then. I mean, they have a whole empire now that just, I know, I was just, just didn't exist. 
Right. I think it was on Reddit or somebody posted the outside of one of their venues and it's like 11 semi trucks for the screens, yep. the, you know, it is an empire. I can't even imagine a crew. <laughs> they got to, you know, keep with them for the whole tour. It's unbelievable. So um, back, back to the art. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. All right, let's take uh, Alex Kuno, this this guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I love his work. His right? stuff's good. Um, the first poster, like, Adam reaches out to him and is like, hey, do you want to do something for us? And he creates the art without being a Tool fan, right? Really. Mm-hmm. Um, creates the, the art for Tool. And then, right. like, the next four that just came out is just kind of his own art that, that Adam kind of picked. Right. You're the first person that I've seen that um, created the art for Tool before Tool asked them. Right, right. Um, and I guess the my question is is like, all right, let's say for the one the Numa one, do you listen mm-hmm. to the lyrics and then yeah. create the art, or so that's exactly like the ironically the one that he ended up choosing is for uh, Chocolate Chip Trip, and I had to kind of take some liberties, obviously, because it's an instrumental. And I remember there was like, I think it was the Revolver article, and I'm, I could be even be misremembering it, but I remember there was somebody interviewing Danny, and he had said something to the effect of like the way he sets his drums up and like the, you know, methodology. It's all, he's into, you know, Aleister Crowley yeah, yeah, yeah. and magic and all that. So sure. it was like, he was, I can't remember the direct quote, but it was had something about him like, uh, you know, it's almost like a seance or something in his mind when he's playing his drums. So I kind of pulled that to like a spell. Give, Exactly. And that was what I was trying to think to myself, like, what's some cool alchemy things? And I, that was the place that I had visited in Rome. So that was like the connection for that. But back to like the Numa, that the, the way I usually make my artwork is like, I'll see something throughout the day. It's a slow burn for me. Like, I can't just like throw something out there, especially with, and it's because of the printmaking background. Like they're so labor intensive, you know, I got to make a block. I got a CNC. I, I used to do it by hand with a router and prep, and it's it's a lot of work. So, like, to get an idea, I have to have my full rounded idea before I can delve in. And it's the same thing with the paintings. I come up with the full design, whole layout, and then I, you know, execute it. So having the lyrics was like, it was like a great blessing in disguise. You know, again, COVID happens. I got no nothing to do. So this was like a great jumping board for a ton of content to be able to be made. So I listen to the lyrics. I then look up different, you know, Greek mythology, other just like things that are relative or kind of inspire it. And then I'll, it's just kind of a jumping back and forth. I'll like, if that kind of clues me into a visual, I'll latch onto that, research that a little bit more, latch onto that, and then slowly flesh out the idea. So yeah, every, every piece, I'll take the lyrics, do a little bit of my own secondary research for things that I feel relate to how I interpret the song and then slowly make it. But at the end of the day, it's got to look cool, you know? Oh, for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, whatever <clears throat> gives me a visual that I'm like, Ooh, I, All I right. could play with that. You know? So let's, let's, let's kind of delve, delve into the, um, the portal mm-hmm. that you said that one's chocolate chip trip, right? Yes. That was the initial inspiration for that. All right. Part. So that one's unique. In itself, mm-hmm. right? Because there's mm-hmm. no lyrics. Right. So you don't have to do this, but I would appreciate it oh. if you would explain to me, like, how, because I'm looking at it right now, how that mm-hmm. specifically relates to that song for you. 
that again because without the lyrics i had to kind of take some liberty sure. so my interpretation was this song is like like i said it was like a whatever you want to call it like a seance or uh the these instrumentals are the process of that alchemical transmutation kind of thing so that yeah. was the initial how can i how the hell can i make a song or a painting inspired by a song that doesn't have any lyrical content you know sure so that was the jumping point spurred me with this idea of this place where i'm in, like i took tons of pictures so i again it was like really good for me to be able to kind of make my layout and the the story that i chose for that specific piece is this i forget who it's like it's a pretty old book it's definitely like a couple hundred years old and the the allegory of the story that this guy told is that a alchemist was seen going into this piazza they didn't see the actual thing happen but they saw a you know large blast of light and then when he ran to this portion of the piazza the only thing that was left was a little pile of gold so i thought you know for me it was like a cool play that you, you know, obviously, like a lot of the lyrics on, was it The Grudge is about alchem- alchemical transmutation, trying sure. to make gold out of base elements, out of lead. So I thought it was a cool play that, like, this person did successfully make gold, but you have to sacrifice yourself, essentially. He had to, you know, I don't know if he disappeared. I don't know yeah, what yeah. happened to the guy, but he's gone, you know? I, I didn't notice the gold on the bottom um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. him um, slowly. His body. And, yeah you know, turned into a little bit of flakes and I don't know if he went into the portal or, <laughs> or if the, it changes things, right. For me at least. Mm-hmm. Cause what, what, what I originally thought uh, was that <clears throat> this being just kind of looked like that, uh, you know, um, mm. uh, he's just the, what is it? Nerves. And yeah, it's like the nervous system. Right. And uh, maybe each layer of him was, was going through this portal. Mm-hmm. That's, same, that's kind of like my thinking was that this was like the last stages of his body has been stripped, you know, layer by layer. And now it's just his nervous system. This is like the last glimpse before he completely was taken into the portal. Someone online wanted to know what is on the other side of that portal. I saw that. Um, you know, like I said, I think like my initial kind of thought process was what it's like afterlife where you know he essentially okay. has you have to sacrifice your life or sacrifice yourself the, the fact that you can't like i guess the whole point of alchemy is like this desire for precious material desire to take take something that's you know worthless quote unquote you take lead and then you can turn it into this precious material so i just like the play on that that where it's like you can't you know it's not and then the other part that i like af- kind of after the fact is like the process of me taking i use like people yell at me all the time i use like whatever i can get so the oil paints that i use was like a base set you know yeah, yeah, yeah. your college no, I style I oil it. paint i know exactly <laughs> you what know? you mean you're just working with what you can get you know i worked what i had and i took junk and now it became a tool poster so i just yeah. love this like con- you know you did your own alchemy of- exactly <laughs> I figured that, like, you know, it was a painting about alchemy. And then the other part said the there's a local um, Tibetan monk. I, ma- I plan on making a post about it today with uh, the old video. And he does these sand mandalas. And he says at the end of it, you know, the whole, it's again, the whole process is about you make this beautiful, gorgeous thing. And it's impermanent. You, he swipes it into a big pile of sand in the middle. And then typically they'll go and uh, I believe it's like whatever your local water source is, you, you know, 
devote the sand mandala sand back to the world or back to you know nature so he at the end of these processions it's more of like a teaching tool in philly the philadelphia has one of the largest populations of tibetans for whatever reason and there's like a big uh tibetan you know uh whatever culture going on and he holds these as like a teaching experience but also part of the continuing the spiritual experience of the whole thing so at the end of it he'll put it into a pile everybody collects a little bit and he'll tell you he says you know Put it in your garden, but don't keep it. This isn't meant to be like a, you know, a little keep thing. And, I, and I'm yeah. a hoarder. I love getting my little trinkets yeah. and keeping the same. But in the full, you know, kind of theme of the thing, I do like to put it here and there. So for these, again, I kind of spurred the idea. I took a little bit of that sand at the last stage, crushed it up in all of the um, the gold I used it in. And then the little, like, glowing footprints have mandala sand. So that was, again, my other... I was like, hey, I might as well go all in if I'm going to so some alchemy, you know? Hmm. All this makes me think of is that you did your own, like, spell uh, well, you know, to manifest. I mean, I don't know if you know. Uh, I know I know probably a very, I don't want to say, I know something about magic, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's, yeah, like, it's probably very similar. I'm interested well, in it. I don't go full on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Me neither. Like. And again, I don't know how much you've heard, but like when it comes to Aleister Crowley and stuff, I mean, these guys were like mm-hmm. jerking off onto papers uh-huh. and eating them and, <laughs> uh, you know, cutting themselves and doing blood magic and shit. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, you have some idea of that. Like that's, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not saying you you, yeah, I you go that far, <laughs> but yeah, you, right. you did put energy other than like, I'm just going to create this and put it out. Like you. Right, right. Uh, you at least had some awareness of a what you were drawing that involved alchemy, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And magic. You, whether consciously or unconsciously, um, did your own alchemy, right? Just by mm-hmm. the paint that you used and mm-hmm. the materials mm-hmm. that you used, and you also did some type of spell slash uh, ritual yeah, by using go. by like u- <laughs> by using the sand, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is what I'm noticing while talking to you right now and looking at specifically the portal. Uh, and I might get some hate for this. It's probably the most tool poster I've ever seen, if that makes any sense. Hey, now, man, I, I pray. I, I've actually got, I've seen a lot of, a couple people just saying like, this is one of their fate. And I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> well, just the story in general, again, it was written for, or I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was designed right. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the process and idea and ritual behind it is all very tool, you know? Um, right, right. I can't, again, I don't, I don't, I haven't talked to Alex Gray ever, but yeah. um, I don't know what kind of rituals he's doing. I have talked mm-hmm. to a few artists. Nobody's putting um, Tibetan sand or <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in their footprints. I, I really mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. footprints, by the way. Um, yeah, that was the last, that was like a, you know, this thing is so funny through the process, this one. So I, if you notice all the other ones and a lot of my prints, I usually do, um, a, just a silhouette. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's just my, the way my brain works, like b- black backgrounds. Exactly. I can't stand having to put it in a space and now I have to render the whole space. So that when I created the portal one, I came up with the idea. It had to be a full, you yeah. know, landscape painting. 
and also the realization was like, now I have to touch every square inch of this damn canvas. Mm -hmm. So it was frustrating for me. And at the end of it, me looking at it, I, I almost, not that I did. I mean, I put so much work into it. I was going to post it and share it, but I was like, I almost didn't even want to share it. I was like kind of disgusted at the end of the process. <laughs> like, ah, it doesn't really look like my work. I don't know how I feel about this. And then of course I post it. And then like immediately Adam messaged me and was like, Hey, do you want to buy, do you sell these? Like, oh, I, I guess I don't know like what how immediate? <laughs> right, like within the night, you know, I posted <laughs> the, the next 12 hour when I woke up, I had a message. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> right. What does that feel so, like? What was the initial, uh, so the first one was a total freak out. Obviously, right. you know, you're a fan. You know, you. I didn't really think it was gonna happen, especially like even way back with the Numa one. It was just a shot in the dark. And at the end of the day, like I really did this pure. Like I'm the way I always joke about it with like people talking about how do you like the biggest thing with being an artist is just production. Like you just got to keep doing it. And through my whole life, anything all right? I want to do is just keep making. So like I can't help it. You know, no, I, I'm going to make it regardless of what the hell's going on in the world. No, and, some, make it. and sometimes it's painful. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, there's some lulls where you, you get stuck in that kind of cycle of like, you didn't make, I want to make, I'm not making, and I'm aware I'm not making, you know? So to have like the, again, to use like the fear knocking is purely just inspiration. Like it was a, a blessing in disguise that I was like, oh, hell yeah. Now I got a good three years, four years worth of inspiration to pull from and to, to work from so i was like they were gonna i was gonna make them just for my own art sake and the kind of throwing the shot in the dark was like a, a bonus well, a pretty huge bonus but you know i mean uh so you did, did you did a piece of art for every song on that album mm -hmm. yeah okay. well the seven you know the seven yeah. like full yeah, yeah. i didn't do the interludes just again there we, weren't lyrics so you know you have like what, four or five more albums you can pull from. <laughs> People keep saying they want me to do some like lateral, and I, I, I hey, I'm, I need some more stuff. I just, uh, I was working on. I'm trying to do the same, same style thing for the um, Queens of the Stone Age most recent album. I just did a piece that is currently drying, and I got to lacquer it and finish that one and do the same. I'm just going to tag and throw it out there. The guy that was uh, my uh, that's one of my questions I have written down is like. Yeah, right if, if you were going to or if you have or are going to do any any other bands yeah that's i mean that's the goal this is a huge first step and it a lot gives you that little extra to be like hey here's a poster i did for tool i'd love to do you know love to do some work for you guys i'm just going to do the same thing i'm just going to kind of throw that's i've talked to a lot of different artists and there's a couple other tool artists where i just you know this same thing just shot them dms and just said like hey man i'm i see you do work for all kinds of people what the how? Yeah. How the hell? And it's always the same thing as the Gotta exact. talk to management. Well, no, you just <laughs> shoot it. You just throw it out. There's a lot of people, surprisingly enough, through DMs. You yeah. just got to find either management. Like you said, you got to find the, like, secondary guys. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram account. It's harder, obviously, going to, like, the official band page. It's sure. Like, I feel like it's very unlikely. But if you can, if you know enough, you can find, a, you know, one of the other band members, whatever. And I've had a little bit of success with that. I've, for like the Queens of the Stone Age, the drummer, one of the guitarists have seen the stuff I'm posting. So it's trickling through, you know? Yeah. Maybe you need to do a little bit more ritual. <laughs> I am actually doing that for this one as well. Hey, it worked the first time. So. Yeah. No, that <laughs> I'm running gotta, out of that sand, man. <laughs> it's got to be, well, you got to get more sand. You got to get something else. I do. 
I do. Um, maybe uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe you could take one of your tool posters and use the like burn it and use the ash. There you go. Or uh, that's I that's wouldn't want to. Quite a sacrifice. Do a, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, I think that's kind of how that works, right? Uh, yeah. Magic yep. in general. I mean, that uh, is the theme of the whole piece in general. So. Um, that's super wild. It's very interesting, as well. Just again yeah, meeting you and 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 not only that, I I relate. Right, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't do art specifically um, yet. I recently yeah. purchased a screen printing table. Right. Oh, right on. Um, I'm gonna teach myself. I can't draw. I can't paint, but hey, I figure out. I feel like there. I do make short films. I have done photography, okay. so I feel mm-hmm. like there's a way that I can make specific art. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> right I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want to jinx it. Um, yeah, no, I get, I, understandable. <laughs> um, but I feel like there's a specific way I can take photography and, um, you know, Photoshop and whatnot. And, Absolutely. And create something that is able to be screen printed and or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I, again, I've, I've not attempted any uh, physical art before other than video and photography. Uh, right, right. But I'm... I'm super interested in, in screen printing. I think it just seems super fun just to Absolutely. like put your hands in it and then like, you know, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like, no, I, I definitely like the thing I always say to people and I've had a couple of people kind of say the same thing where it's like, I do love, especially hearing that idea of like somebody would seeing something. I, I had, there's another couple artists where they're saying, how did you exactly the same conversation we're having? How the hell did you do this? And I told them the exact same thing. I'm like, dude, just produce. And again, worst case scenario you didn't get it in, but you made art. So you're already on the positive side. You're putting stuff out there, especially if you want to be an artist, you want to create the bare minimum you got to do is produce, you know, you just got to keep putting it out to set. And the, my other goal for like, just the way that I work my for myself, you know, I don't necessarily really know what I'm doing here and there, but you so like, nobody does. Nobody does. (laughs) Nobody does at all. (laughs) <laughs> the whole thing that I always try to stick with is know your strengths. Like you said, you know you're a photographer. You, I, I feel like you're already at a good place. You know what your your strengths are and work within those. To and I, you, you're, I feel like you're hitting the nail on the head already. Like, like if you have some good photographs, you have some good ideas. Throwing them in Photoshop, silkscreen's a good uh, starting point. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of play. That's the one beauty of printmaking. We always talk about like it's ha- the printmaking accidents. Man, stuff will happen in the pro. It's gonna. You're going to want to put your head through a wall sure. to begin just to warn you. But the positive side of that is it's a constant learning curve. And sure. also you, your mistakes will be light bulbs all the time. To and that's like, oh, anything. Shit. It's very process oriented, but the process leads to positives for sure. And and again, I'm, I'm listening to you say that and I'm not um, uh, I'm not a newbie when it comes to that idea, right? So mm-hmm. I, again, I make short films I have for 10 years. I, I've okay. been doing podcasting for, and it, it's the same thought process is just, mm-hmm. A, you just got to get started. Exactly. B, you just got to keep producing. Um, mm-hmm. Even with this podcast, like, uh, I don't know if you know any history behind this at all, but I mean, when I think it was Latin, in January, 2022, I started, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of remember seeing it first. Yeah. Spring up. And same thing, super inspired by what was going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I went around the pretty much the world with it. 
Uh, and uh, I'm sure I can say this now. People haven't really said this out loud, but I ended up in Tool Studio at one point. Oh, get the hell out. Standing next <laughs> and having shots with Danny Carey. That's so awesome. And it's funny because I don't drink. Uh, but right, when Danny Carey hands you moment, yeah, a shot, you're like, all right. It's, I don't have like an an issue with alcohol. I just don't like. It's I kind of we're very similar. I have an I allergy. <laughs> okay, so I have a physiological issue as well that it does not agree with my stomach. exactly I don't drink. But if Danny Carey offered me a shot, I'm you're gonna take gonna it. Take the shot. You're gonna take that. <laughs> and uh, you know, at one point, you're like, uh, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> uh-huh. That has been my past week. Yeah, and. They know I exist, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I said, I've gotten text messages from Adam Jones. Um, awesome. Talked to Danny Carey. They're not that keen on doing stuff like this, but right, right. But ex- they know it exists. They understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been cool in person the times that I've seen them. Um, what else can you ask for, right? Exactly, and that's kind of been my feeling throughout the whole. The, just the fact that the initial one, so like even when I sent it. He reached out. He wanted to do the post, and then the the tour fell through. Obviously, that's heartbreaking. Obviously, I'm like, you know, fuck. Like this is this is such a huge dream, and now this is. And then of course, I'm, you know. So, but then at the end of the day, like as time went on, I realized, like, dude, you shared your artwork with the person that inspired you to do it in the first place. They saw it. They dig it. They, you know, it was like that should be enough. And it was, you know, for four years, right. <laughs> <laughs> And now um, this happened, so this was like obviously a quite an awesome experience. But like, I did have to realize like the magic of the, the stupid phone and Instagram, right? You know, I'm some random dude in Philadelphia. I get a it. drawing and send it to you know. <laughs> I'm, same, same thing. Some random guy in Vegas who just decides he's going to talk about something, and then mm-hmm. within a year, you're like, "What the fuck? I'm standing in front of Danny Gator's drum set. He's right I'll there." Uh, there's Al Adam Jones's guitars and Justin's faces, uh-huh. and that's I, awesome. Dude. I'm just he. I'll send you the pictures later. What I, oh, I yeah. um, I what pictures I would like to see are your those original uh photos you took uh in Rome. I, I, I that's another plan. I'm actually as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go through my old uh platform or my uh what's it called hard drives. I got to pull the that's. <laughs> We're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a good idea for like just showing the the references I used and the inspiration for the direct. I think that would be like a cool thing to see. It it definitely would be. Um, I want to ask questions about the sacred geometry in that. How do mm-hmm. how do mm-hmm. how do you decide? Did you find those symbols? Do you know what those symbols mean? Can you tell so me that, what they mean? <laughs> the ones for the portal one are so that's like a, a transmutation circle. So they call that's like. I think Alistair Crowley, some of his books have used those. And the, the, there's, it's like my own interpretation, and I adjusted it a little bit. But that is the, you know, kind of known symbology people use for alchemy. So, like, the three circles in the center, like, surrounding the triangle are your base elements that you put in to create. So, I, honestly, it's been so damn long, I forget which elements that I chose. Because I basically, again, in the theme of it, I'm like, I did a ton of research and I, I'm like super analytical about everything. Sure. So I wanted to like find the right ones. And I'm like, well, alchemy, it's all, you know, interpretive. It's inter- exactly. It's so like, I, I might as well make my own. So I'm pretty sure I chose lead. I, I think it was like still within the, like trying to pull from the tool lyrics. I, I think I used some of those lyrics from like the grudge and then the, the lyrics from, uh, 
or the not the lyrics this uh interview and again like through the it's so funny when some people would ask like especially when i'd share it on reddit they'd say like hey what's the inspiration then i have to be like you know what? i kind of don't even remember it's like such a long process it's four years ago <laughs> but even like within a piece you know sure. it's like from initial idea listening to the song doing research to finished painting it gets kind of lost in the sauce you know yeah <laughs> so i'd have to kind of go back look through my uh sketchbooks and be like oh right 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 that you know i was listening to play like write a play-doh blurb that was relative and then i you know so like it's they're kind of all over the place it's like a scatter shot and then i pull cool visuals in to then make the like final final image you know you, you know what i realized and this might be uh a negative um, you might have to put that much work into everything. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't mm -hmm. think I don't think you're allowed to half-ass art. No, <laughs> no. And I forget it was either Alex. But there's another artist. It could have been Chet. There's one of these people, and they, that was a, exactly their sentiment. Where it's like, if you're not putting in that much effort, and then also the idea of putting in a little bit of that magic, you know, yeah. a little bit of something else. If you don't believe in, again, like kind of like what we talked to, like I, I don't fully invest in any of anything really like, no, I'm, I under, I completely I'm a very understand. analytical person but there's still a little something it doesn't mean there's you're not going to try exactly there's a little part of, i guess it was like being raised catholic there's a little something in the back of my house like, well maybe <laughs> you know what i think it is it too it's, it's obviously that but we're we're so analytical that uh we're not going to leave any any um part like how about it <laughs> um, i gotta throw it out there <laughs> yeah let's like i may not believe but i'm not stupid enough not to try how about it i like that <laughs> a good, very good way to put it uh because i i, I gotta I'm, cross every yeah dot every eye across every even day, the you know? even the untangible ones you're like all right yeah, i, I don't have it. it yeah i gotta throw that out there too i'm the, I'm the exact same way i'm not again because life is so unexplainable and again mm -hmm. there is logic it's like who am i to say whether or not uh it, it could have been that sand you put in there that, about it exactly there was some frequency <laughs> nothing to say that it wasn't <laughs> no um and it could be all together but again that's where i'm getting to with the last statement is like uh because who knows what it was you're gonna mm -hmm. i mean to you might have to replicate that scenario every time <laughs> yeah how about put that much find a new uh little bit of yeah, Special and, dust, and that might know? be be the fun of it too. It's like yeah, that's a good point. Make I do it kind of dig that making the like you the ritual the ritual part of yeah piece. I yeah. do like that. You've kind of spurred me. I'm 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 gonna run with this. <laughs> I appreciate that. What is it about tool that lends itself to be uh, like perfect for visual mediums? So for me, a tool oh, like especially at that point in my life, I also was like. And it's still on the back burner. It's one of my things that, like, I definitely want to do is, like, some type of film, stop-motion animation. I'm so into the world of visual effects. So it just, like, again, like, that time in my life, I'm in... I went to a school for... It's called Kappa, Creative and Performing Arts. So, like, that whole world's there. We have the creative writers. We have people making short films in high school. So... It was just like the blend of everything really kind of spoke to me. The fact that they took their art, you know, it always seemed to me it was hand in hand. You know, the visuals, the music videos, everything was like this, you know, kind of unity for creating their music as well. So I think that to me really spoke 
and even like it's ironically with the Queens of the Stone Age is like we were talking about earlier, these huge lulls in between Tool albums. I'm like crazy into them. I'm, you know, I love all the music, like the special effects and all this. Well, then there's this lull. So then like Soundgarden became my kind of fill in. And then Queens of the Stone Age came out with their album uh, like Clockwork. And that was the same kind of vibe where like they they met this uh, artist who's now been doing their artwork for the last three albums. And it was like this really cool unity of just like these cool videos. They did this great lead up to that album where they would just do like little teasers of a song with this animated, very specific style. So I think that's what definitely resonates with me is like when the band at least puts in that little extra effort of kind of making like an experience. You know, I do really like the visual musical tie-in for sure. So if a band came to you and was like, uh, any, let's say Queens of the Stone Age, they're like, hey, we really like your stuff. We're doing 30 shows. Could you physically screen print 125 posters per show for them? I mean, I could. <laughs> it would be one hell of an undertaking. We, the shop, so what I do for my, like, you know, day job now, one of my professors from college, we, like, met up after the fact. We were kind of sharing a studio for a minute. I was, like, splitting his off. It was this gorgeous spot. Again, I've another thing that I've kind of slipped my way into. It faces Center City, Philadelphia. We're on the fourth floor or the third floor, and we have access to a roof to hang out on. And he has slowly uh, got me into this job. It's a place called uh, Brandywine Archives, and it does, like, I want to say it's like an art collective, but they they get artists from all over the world. They bring them in, and then we as printmakers recreate their paintings, you know, sometimes sculptures. This one uh, artist, Ellen Atsui, we're working with, he does these assemblages of like bottle caps. And so we do do production and I have done production. So I've always kind of had that in the back of my mind. If anybody ever reached out to say like, hey, could you print us, you know, a full edition for a show? And I've always like actually had this kind of thought experiment where I'm like, how the hell would I, (laughs) how could I do a run of 700 prints? You know, it would be I'm sure I would want to die by the end of it, but <laughs> it would be doable. <laughs> it's no. really the space. When you, the thing that I love, like thinking about that idea is like when you print an edition of 700 prints, the drying rack, like where the hell do you, you got to do them in runs of 50, let them dry, do another run of 50, let them dry. Like it's, it's a lot of space. You know? Um, well, tool posters specifically, they're not screen printed, right? I I believe this process, yeah, it's either, it's some form of like uh, machined, either a lithography process. They're definitely done like mechanically now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very highly. There's there's not somebody pulling. No, 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 no. And not only that, there's too many gradients. Um, Yes, yes. I'm pretty sure it's still dot matrix. So they're still separated. Because even if it was like a lithograph, it's still like a very similar process to screen printing where you put it into the dot matrix, separate it into like, Actually, I, I know it is because they had me separate my file into CMYK. So it's the same um, printmaking process, but okay. I'm pretty sure it's like a digital, it's executed, you know, mechanically. Sure, sure. Um, I, I'd love to talk to those printer people because I know that's the one I'd love to find out just even for my own work. I've always wanted to like know how the hell they do these on the metallics and, you know, just for my own kind of like an extra little feather in the cap uh, process, you know? Because uh, getting into posters in general, like I don't have just 
uh, tool posters. I have some Pusifer ones. I have some other mm-hmm. bands. I just once saw the Postal Service the other day and got one for Nice, them. nice. Um, but it seems like Tool is just, everything about their posters is just, com- not completely, but it's just weirdly different uh, mm-hmm. than what everyone else is doing. Well, and I'm sure that's by design. I think it's like these last couple, so like I think like that first one when they were getting their feet back into it, when Fear Inoculum came out, I think it's like, for me, it's again, it's that same thing that I resonated with when I was younger, that it's, they're, they're trying to make, it's, uh, you know, it's a show poster at the end of the day, but it's clearly more art based. Yes. yes, yes. It's like a piece, you know, as opposed to your stereotypical venue, you know, three, four colors, simple silk screen, very graphic. They're, and I, I obviously as an artist, like I appreciate it because I love being able to have quite, it's always such a bummer when you, you know, I've gone to so many shows and I'm not going to throw shade at anybody, but there's so many times where I would go to shows and then there's like a lot of local artists where I'm like, I want it because I went to the show, but sometimes the poster, you're just like, what does this have to do with the band? What is it? You know, there's a boat. Right. (laughs) There's just like a boat. There was one show I went to where it was like a giant glass of beer. And I'm like, what the, what does this have to do with Soundgarden? (laughs) Does Soundgarden like beer? Um, and more time again, I'm not trying to throw shade and everybody's got to do their job, but it, it is nice seeing just that little bit of effort. You know, they, they find people that are within this, the same kind of vibe, the same vein, you know, I, th- I, I appreciate that just purely as a fan, you know, being able to. And no, I think they, cool it exposes people to artists and different types of art that you, you know, like you said, you wouldn't really find on the mm-hmm. average, uh, gig poster you know it for sure for sure the full rendered images is such a cool thing to be to be using for sure so this kind of leads me to um what has the reception been in the last week i gotta say it has been over i like so that was the other part that like just in the back of my mind all the way back in 2019 even just when i post on instagram like i was mentioning with the portal picture you get this stupid self-doubt sometimes whatever and Imposter there was syndrome. a part of me, exactly. There was a part of me that was like, oh, fuck, like, I hope people, because so being in all these Facebook groups, there's a couple groups. And again, from 2019, and then just holding my breath, hoping this happens, hoping this happens, I would see when they would post an artist. And then you see, like, people kind of tear it up. And I'm like, guys, oh, like, yeah, the, the artists are in these groups, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> like, this one sucks. <laughs> terrible. This one's right? terrible. And luckily, uh, no. you know, knock on what I haven't seen. There's been a very, very small number of that, but it's so overwhelmed with the positives where, like I said, there's been so many people that are like, this is my favorite poster they've ever done. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, so I kind of know the process of like, you know, Adam pays or the band management pays like a specific amount for the art. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they send you X amount of mm-hmm. your own poster sign that you get to sell. Have you decided... Right what you're going to do with all that? Like, are you going to do remarks? Um, so I think from, I don't know if this is just their newest deal. I'm getting a very limited number. So I'm going to only be able to really do, I got to, it's a shame. I have like family even and friends. I've been like trying to reach out to some of these poster groups and be like, Hey, if you know anybody that has like reasonably priced unsigned ones, I I'll buy my own just because I want to be able to give them to my parents. You know, yeah, I want, yeah, yeah. so I'm getting such a small number that I'm going to only be doing the like, I want to do like the full rendered 
remarks to them. So I probably will post like maybe three that I'm going to like do like fully integrated. There's like been a couple ideas that I have been brewing since this dropped where I want to do like a full integrated addition to the painting essentially. So, so I got to ask how limited, because I know they were around like 50 oh, before. I think I'm getting five. What? Yeah, I think I'm getting five. Damn. Yeah. I hope that, and you don't have to answer this, but I hope they compensated you better than the other end. Yeah. No, uh, I, like I said, I I told him at the beginning, I was like, dude, I would do this for free. Yeah, I know. I know you <laughs> yeah. would. But, but. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> I've heard that the other, like, the original, to the, I've heard that 50 number before. But, again, like, I, I wasn't saying no. No, of course <laughs> you know? not. He could of have said not. nothing. And I'd yeah. be like, sure, bud. Here's the five. I don't give a shit. <laughs> ah, so, five. Dang. I'm getting five. Uh so since it was kind of a blessing in disguise, this is also kind of secondary to it. Originally, they reached out. The Philly show is right after my birthday. It's the day after my birthday. So the guy's saying, where are you from? I'm, like, I'm from Philly. He's like, oh, we got to get you the Philly show. So he's, and he told me, he said, no guarantee. That's not my uh, part. But I'm going to put down that we're going to try to get you the Philly show. So in, in my mind, I had another month. <laughs> I'm, uh. I'm preparing. I'm going to do like a handbound book of the whole series. Sure. And I'm in, I'm currently just in the design phase of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, in my mind, I had a month to do all of this. And then all of a sudden on, what was it? Monday, you know, I start getting sales in my online store and then I start getting all these tool followers and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then finally, I think it was Rod, the guy that runs the tool group. He said, Hey, I'm there. I saw your artwork. You're the show for Loveland. And I'm like, Oh, what? so you didn't even know. I didn't even know. And then I got all these people messaging me saying, Hey, can you confirm? And I'm like, dude, I, I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm not being coy with you. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> right. So that it was like, it's been quite a, so, a wild week. <laughs> uh, yes. That's so wild. Yeah, you're right. It's so wild. Just, you know, again, having that initial interaction with him, uh, with Adam touching base here and there, then you, you eventually talk to management at some point, right? How long ago did you talk to management? <laughs> So that was the other part. So it was like, this was like, again, I didn't hear nothing, didn't hear nothing. Adam had mentioned this a year ago at this point, And this was like the last post. I just tagged him, threw it out there. Kind of at this point, I was like, whatever. It's so close to the tour. It was, I think, a week before the tour started. So in the message, he says, hey, you want to do this for the fall? Obviously, yes. And he just says, like, you know, pretty close. So you got to get your... Yeah, get your shit together. <laughs> so it was like a week out. So that was also part of the thing where I was like, I don't know why I never considered it could be the first show, but I thought there's like, oh, I got weeks. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. But again, so. And they're going to let me know. Right, right. I thought for <laughs> sure I'd get at least a little heads up, but hey, it was a fun experience, right? to say the least. Um, but I at least had this shit ready in my store since I had already made these a year ago. So that was another nice little bonus. I'm flooded right now. Sure. <laughs> you know? I just sent out, I think, 30 prints, and I still got a couple that I got to send out. So, Of of the um, Portal one? Yeah, of the Portal one. People are starting to buy some of the other ones from the series. So sure. it's like, I got nothing to complain about. You know? No, no, no. I would have loved 50. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? but, but I got nothing to complain about. No, no. What can you do? So you have five, and you're going to do three. Five. I can't wait to see... What you one's add? going on my wall. Oh, yeah, of one, course. One I'm gonna just keep as like a little nest egg, and then the other. I've been excited, and also like I've, I mean, you know, like the people reach out that want to get little, you know, little additions and stuff. And I've been kind of brewing, thinking of some cool things. I think like my plan is for those three, I'm gonna go all out, and then I'm just gonna post them 
individually in my store so people get an idea of sure. what kind of remarks I'm going to be doing. So, so will, then, you, will you take people's that send them uh, to yeah. you? I'm yeah. so, like, I've seen some artists, like they try to get like, if anybody wants something, I'm in, I'm so like <laughs> down with this whole thing. Yeah. I'm thrilled to just do a little doodle if people want it. And then like a signature or if people want the full on, you know, a painted edition, I'm sure I'm down, you know, I'm going to have to find one and send it to you. Hell yeah. Like uh, I'm, I'm thrilled. I, there was one guy that posted in one of the groups. Uh, I guess he's like, somehow friends with justin and he had posted justin's like holding my print yep, up with it. his kid and he had reached out to me and he was like hey I, you know we really this was more just for my kid i would love and i was like dude absolutely yeah i'm more than happy if you if you want to pay to send it to me i am more than happy to sign it doodle you know uh i got another question about the art ha and mm -hmm. fans has anybody else tried to tell their interpretation of your poster and like the symbolism like have you got any like weird I did get one message of uh, somebody on Instagram had said like, you know, the, and this has happened a couple times where, you know, it's like kind of the Alex Gray fan base. Sure. Similar, you know, there's like crossover. So I had this one girl reach out and she said like, you know, I was on like an ayahuasca vision and I saw a portal that was, you know, uh, surrounded by two figures, two, two stone figures. And it opened up and I, I, I didn't even see you know, I'm, I don't even, you know, she said she was a tool fan. She's like, I didn't even really have any relation to this. And this just came up on my page. And this is like such a crazy experience. I'm like, Hey man. And I told her, I was like, this is a real place. You want to research it. Who see if it's something that you saw, hmm. but for the most part, it's really just been people just saying, you know, I haven't really gotten many interpretations. That was really the only one that stuck out there. I was like, Hey, that's again, it's like, I, I'm not here to tell you that you didn't yeah, have yeah, that yeah. experience, you know? So that leads me to uh, like substances. I'm we've talked about alcohol. I can't drink. Mm -hmm. um, weed makes me paranoid. I'm sure I've done a few hallucinogenics back in the day when I was younger, when my brain could take it. But uh, there's obviously like a correlation between psychedelics and tool art. Um, mm -hmm. Was there any? Um, extracurricular activities involved was creating any of this so this so i will say again it's that we have seems that we have a very similar experience when i was in high school there was a point where i was taking so much acid and mushrooms that yeah. the tolerance wasn't working and i had to like my group of friends i had to be like guys y'all can keep doing what you want i gotta pump the brakes yeah. <laughs> this is there was a guy that was like a local to where our high school was in center city, Philadelphia. And it was like a friend of a friend. He would just dose. Like he was like 20 years old and he was dosing 14 year olds no. just for oh, fun oh. just to watch us get all tripped out, you know? And it seems kind of sketchy. 14, you're like, yeah. Well, it wasn't, it sounds <laughs> no. worse for sure. It was like a friend, you know, yeah, there's yeah, nothing, yeah. you know, terrible going on, but it's still in hindsight. Yeah. You shouldn't be dosing 14 year olds. So I have, I have dabbled quite a bit. I want to say I've done my lifetime's work sure. <laughs> in my teenage years. So I'll say that that, for sure, I'm sure, influenced, you know. But you weren't, like, taking mushrooms and, and coming yeah. up with ideas. and It definitely makes you have, like, a different train of thought, for sure. <laughs> you know what it is with weed? And I think this is why I get paranoid. It makes me incredibly vulnerable. Yeah. No, I, I, I can re relate to that. So, uh... And for me, again, it's like the, the way my brain, again, very analytical, it takes it to like another level. So like, yeah. when, especially like, again, like the way, 
I think I mentioned it before. The way I normally will make art is it's just something random throughout the day. We'll go like, oh, and it'll literally give me like a visual. And I'll just, I'm on some of my Instagram posts, I do it where it's like these really terrible phone scribbles. Sure. And it's purely just to remind me of what that kind of visual. And it's, again, it's a slow burn. It doesn't, I will, like maybe a couple times a month, if I'm lucky, I'll get a cool visual idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel that the definitely smoking will help that because it gets me thinking in bizarre ways. And then I'm like, ooh, you know, <laughs> that'll be a good idea. <laughs> when you sat out on this journey, you know, Tool obviously has a very specific visual style, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing when you started doing these pieces of art, you're doing your, your own style, but also mm -hmm. leaning into this universe, right, of, of right, tool right. art. I guess where is the balance between you as an artist and 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 also wanting to resonate with, uh, you know, the tool fan base and the tool ideology and right, like right. Uh, I guess the the question is is if tool wasn't a band, what would your art look like? A really good question. So like, and clear, I think like having been like such a fan when I was younger, and then like having the Alex Gray connection, I definitely like visionary art i really dig and even again I, i'm sure that's definitely where it really kind of stemmed from i know that's a shitty doing, question <laughs> no 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 that's i mean it's it's a good like it's part of what i was thinking you know you want to keep the aesthetic but you also want to put yourself in there you know you know want to put your own kind of feeling. i've had that um feedback sometimes where people are like you know this is pretty much just like alex gray you know no, the no. alex gray artwork no, and i'm like but and also I'll take that, you know, if you're making that parallel. But I do want, I, it is a conscious thing that I want to put my own little spin. And ironically, I think the piece that he ended up choosing is the most me. You know, it's obviously the, anytime you do anatomy and stripping away layers and stuff, it's going to, you know, kind of give people the idea of visionary artists. And that's like definitely like the theme, the vibe. And I, part of why I like the, that part, and I, maybe it is part of Alex Gray's kind of theme is like, it takes the individualism out of it. Like it's sure. relative, you know, we all share all of that stuff. We all have a nervous system. Exactly. That's something that I like and like is a struggle. Like when I would come up with references, especially like when I was doing the printmaking and these woodcuts, you know, you can only use yourself as a reference so many damn times and your friends and your family, you know? So it's like nice to be able to get like anatomical references. And I can, when I come up with a goofy idea, I can make, cool references because that's again like the way my brain i'm not great with the fully fleshing it's like a, a struggle that's why this painting for the portal was like bashing my head into the wall because i had to make up a lot of it and that's not my strong side i have to have like the concrete thing for a lighting reference and gotcha that's why you take just, photos struggle exactly i take tons of photos i love trinkets i got tons of shit that i'm always using and taking photographic references you know it just streamlines the process you know it's a it's already already a slow go <laughs> so yeah i think like it's definitely part of the process I, I have that in mind and i do like you said you want to emulate the kind of themes thematically just the aesthetic well, that they have you know it's a loaded question at the mm -hmm. core because it's like asking somebody you know i guess it's like asking tarantino like if if there weren't right um 
these exploitation like the, films, what kind of films would you make? And it's like, well, right. who the fuck knows? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it, Tool's been a band so long and they've had specific art so long that right. Right. It's now hard to imagine. Yeah. Now, of course, there are guys like you where that aesthetic has inspired them to be a specific kind of artist. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, Again, I, I know it was a loaded question, but I, I just no, was I mean, curious. It's, it's definitely something I think about, and it was part of kind of the process of creating this series. was like, try, again, trying to make it my own kind of, and obviously it's impossible not to do it, but also to, like, you don't want to be derivative. You don't, you, you sure. do want it to be your own I kind of thing. Believe me, I, I said this earlier in the episode, uh, it's one of the most tool, tool posters, especially now that I know the story, I can, I, I guess I can see where somebody would be mm-hmm. like, oh, that's Alex Grayish, but right. not in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. because it has a nervous system, I guess. Right. Um, I, think, I think whenever you use the anatomy, but I think like I, it, if you look at like some of my prints and stuff, it definitely still has, you know, like again, I, it's hard to pull from it, but like I think to get to like the question, like I, I think, think I it, would still be making this type of stuff because like, yeah, as a kid, that the guy that did the sand mandala with the paint, I've been seeing him literally since I was an infant. He's like a local; he'll do these every year. So, like that, that type of artwork has always been an influence. So, like I feel like you know, even even without like the Alex Gray thing, I feel like that that uh, aesthetic, that kind of vibe, would is still kind of like a true line. You know, it's something that resonated with me, and I feel like it probably would have. Either way. I would have found my way to this type of thing. Sure. Either way, you know. You know what it reminds me of more than Alex Gray is just Adam Jones's like visual style period. Mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. lot of the figures remind me yeah, of a little dark. That was definitely kind of like, I, I like to, I wouldn't say I'm like necessarily like in the dark arts. I, I'm, I'm like kind of wedged in between the visionary art and the dark. art. Like, I, I don't think it's like macabre or like, you know, no. it's definitely, like, you know. um, a for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> right. What do you think about people like reselling your shit? It's actually, it's another fun, you know, I have been, been an artist already and on a very small, obviously yeah, it's yeah. going to be much different now, but I have experienced this already. So when I was in college, they do this thing in Philly called the Rittenhouse Fine Art Sale. It's like, you know how they do like art fairs here and there. And this is like one of the more not prestigious, but it's like a big one. People spend, I want to say the tables are like 550 or 600 and you get artists from all over the world. And anyway, when we were in college, the guy that ran the place was like good friends with my professors and they would give college students $50 tables in the center. The real artists had the outside. And anyway, people would come in and basically like make the investment. Essentially they'd kind of sussed out like, Ooh, you look like you have potential. They'd buy your work. And I, there's been a couple times now where people would reach out and say, Hey, I, I'm pretty sure that this is your signature. Uh, I bought this years ago and I'm trying to sell it at a consignment shop for, you know, $500 now. I just wanted to collect. Can you give me clarification or, a, you know, proof of purchase, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I've experienced a little bit of it. And honestly, the thing that I do like and I, I keep, I'll thank people a billion times. People saw my art. They saw Adam sharing it and they bought a ton over yeah. those four years. So for me, kudos to y'all and now you get to benefit as well people took the investment they took the gamble they bought my shit before i was you know part of this huge awesome group yeah so 
if you want a banner, hell yeah. <laughs> it's cool to see, you know? What I will say is that the artist, look, I know there are dudes that bought 20 or right. 15. Mm-hmm. As and, it and goes, the, unfortunately. <laughs> in this scenario, the artist needs some of those back. <laughs> So sell we'll them to them back. <laughs> sell them to them back. <laughs> there are some flippers out there that got a shit ton of, of your posters. In this scenario, I, I, I the artist needs a couple back. Um, I would. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite tool song? So since Fear Not, I got to say, like, I was a lateralist, tried and true. That was like my, and when I was in college, they're lit, like, this is not even an exaggeration for I want to say almost two years it just stayed in my CD player in my car. And that was just like my car songs, you know, I got white pony in there. Okay. There you go. So very simply, you know, just, I want to call, but I think since, again, since fear inoculum came out, I have, I like only put on fear inoculum. It just itches some specific scratch in my brain, man. You know what I think it is? We spent, However long listening to yeah, those four albums right. and we know them so much and we listen to them so many times. And like you said, it's you had, new. <laughs> you had lateralis in your car for two years, right? For two years. Right. I play, I, I, I know ever. And that, so back to like, they can ask that was one of the only times I ever like did drugs and listened to it. So that, there's like specific burned into my yeah. brain, <laughs> that lateralis album. So I, I completely resonate with that where it's like when I put on tool, I tend to do fear knock now, because, I guess, it's not that I don't listen to other stuff and it'll come on mm-hmm. and it's great. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh yeah, I love swamp song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just something about that new one, I guess that just, yeah, dude, super re-listenable. Like when I first, the first listen through Numa was the song and obviously it's got like that incredible little ending. Like there, it just slaps, you know, it, it hits hard from the first listen, but after many listens, I think descending the like crescendo is yeah. like a, like the yeah, those two, it's hard to choose, you know. There's a part in descending that was like the first one I I, I uh, attached myself to, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. especially. It's like when Maynard comes back in because he only sings for yes, like yes. the first three minutes, and and mm-hmm. then, uh, he starts talking about his wanton struggles or whatever. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that little drum part, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. That. I think I listened yeah, to it like 30 it. times in a row mm-hmm, when I first mm-hmm. got it. And then I'm like, I started drifting into Invincible for a, a long time. Yeah, it's a solid one. You know what it reminds me of? It's like watching The Office a bunch. You can just like put it on and have it in the background uh-huh. <laughs> and have it around. <laughs> and there's so it's there's so much going on and, and you know it and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Know, and it's good. Right, right. I don't know. You'll hear a new little part. You'll hear yeah. another little like, oh, shit. <laughs> It's it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's catchy. That is the one thing that like I feel like their music is, and I think that's probably why I like Fear Knocking the most is part of why I kind of fell in love with their music in the beginning. It's so dense, and I so like my my family's like half musicians, half artists for like the last four generations. So like my brothers are all drummers, bassists. I play music as well, but obviously I followed doing art more. So like having dense music I, that I can really sink my teeth into is great. And like their music always does exactly that where you'll listen to it. And all of a sudden I'll hear, you know, Justin's bass part that I've, ne- I've listened to the song a million times. And all of a sudden I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> I've yeah. never heard that before. Or you thought it was guitar, but then. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Again, I, I see, I saw them like 13 times last year and there's definitely a bunch of times where I'm like, that's bass. 
Yeah, right, right. Yeah, there's a couple Justin parts. I think on some latter aisle songs, but and definitely Fear Knocking, or like I forget which song. It might be Invincible, where it's like that heavy synth. It's Danny. Yeah, it's Danny playing yeah. on the. I was like, wait, on this what? gigantic <laughs> fucking thing behind thing? his drum set <laughs> right. that's like super huge. You're like, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if you had uh, this is the last two, what advice? Uh, would you give to artists who are also fans of a t- particular band? How how do you think they should go about getting their art recognized by that band? So that I've actually had this many DMs since, and it's the thing that I even just believe with my own art. And like your so, regardless of what your end goal is, always one make your goal insane. As I have learned, make your goals insane. Why the hell not? You know, <laughs> yeah, why not? Shoot for the top, but. At the end, you just keep producing. You're going to get discouraged. And I think, like, also going into this again, the purpose was just to make inspired art that I'm happy with and I'm pleased with. The goal, like, if this never panned out, sure, I'd be bummed. But that that shouldn't be your drive. Like, the driving force should just be the creation. You know, you should still... The journey many itself. artists... Exactly. Like, I've heard so many artists even tool i'm pretty sure the guys from queens of the stone age i've heard him say this like all my favorite like pink floyd i've heard in interviews they say this create for you end all be all you know whatever you're into whatever you're inspired by be selfish in your creation and then you know shoot your shot then put it out there but at the end you should always be i think it's kind of like back to what we were talking about with you know the mysticism and doing the ritual like you should still do it as like a sacred kind of thing you know it's sure we live one life and my kind of always rolling thought in my head is like what is my lasting thing what am i leaving you know yeah no i have that in my is it brain gonna be music time. is it going to be art is it going to be film is it but i just i gotta leave something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. or at least try to leave something if right exactly that is the goal and that's like one of the other parts of this that really like that is kind of my mission in life since i've since as far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be an artist. Seeing Dali and seeing these like Van Gogh in the art museum, I was like, that's that's me. I want to do that. And to get to any level of people being a sharing my artwork with like such a huge fan base is such a fucking great experience. You know, that's all I want is just to share my artwork. So having this much of outpouring of support and it's it's unreal. <laughs> I want to share a quote that I have recorded from uh, it's something Maynard said. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be curious if you've heard this and or I think it just relates to so much of what you're saying that I mm-hmm. I feel like I have to show it to you. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and let me know if you can hear this. Be happy with what your decisions are. You're on your own. Can you hear that? You owe anybody anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're doing your job and you're doing it accurately enough and you're expressing from the heart, from the core, from your experiences and your intuition... Other people are going to resonate with that. It's going to resonate mm-hmm. with them. They're going to get something out of it. Their day might go better uh, because of what your, your true, honest approach to what you're doing. You're going to help other people. You're going to help yourself. You're going to help your family. But just understand at the end of the day, nobody owes you as an artist any kind of accolade. You don't owe them anything. They don't owe you anything. You're just doing. The fucking nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. I may even have heard that he, like, I think he's one of the. There's like a 
a blurb from one of their live shows years ago when I was like 12 that I heard that that's always resonated with me where he says, take take the energy that we just put out there and now you go create. And that's also like been a thing that I kind of mm, sticks with I like me. that one. It's like the same vibe is like, and if I love fucking hearing when people reach out and say, you're in, this is inspiring me to do the same thing. And I kind of back to the question you asked is like, if you have any inkling or inclination to do that, do it. Just yeah. like, you know, even no, you're what in, you're saying with the silk screen, yeah, hell yes, <laughs> you know, no, go that, for it because what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You, know? you learn it. You learn something new is literally exactly. the worst. You get a new skill. You're being creative. And, but that's, I do love what he said with the, like, they being don't vulnerable, I think is the most important thing. Like I said, like with that painting, I, per, it was a struggle. I didn't really fucking like it. And like, there's been multiple <laughs> times now where I've done this, where it's like a really personal piece. I did a print way kind of like the first bump I had on Instagram. I did this piece where I'm like peeling my skin off and I did half of it painted and the half was like a woodcut. So it looked like the top part of me was all like, you know, like woodcut black and white. And then the rest was painted. It was a very vulnerable piece. And that one resonated with people more than probably anything until now. So it's like, I wholeheartedly agree that like you do have to be vulnerable. You do have to like that, that idea of like, don't create for the goal, create for you, have your goals, have your aspiration. But like, there is something to be said about like, it is like a sacred kind of personal thing, creation, you know, regardless of what it's music, art, you know, well, uh, anything, if you know? we got anything from this podcast, like you you have to put something into it whether that's you know something of yourself whether that's sand or mm-hmm. blood or <laughs> yeah, right or, or energy um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you had to put something into it uh and and yet yeah, you're definitely i think inspiring not only me but other people you know it just shows that like it's not un- unobtainable whatever your goal is you yeah know? I, I would have never thought that this was a re- ever possible, you know? <laughs> well, at the, at the end of the day, it's just like, we're all just people, right? Yeah, right, right. We're all experiencing this crazy-ass world and trying to make our lives and make a sustainable living, you know? Well, I, I think it's tool specifically and in, in, in artists in general, um, big bands like this, they're put on pedestals. Right. For sure. For uh, sure. Where we, we look at them like they're these gods. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're really good at what they do. But they're just dudes. They're just dudes. <laughs> and not only that, they're dudes that need help sometimes from yeah, other artists. Right. right. And I'm sure struggle themselves and <laughs> yeah. have doubts themselves. That's the part I like really did find funny is like multiple times where I would be like, Thanks. I like really appreciate you sharing <laughs> like sure, bud. Yeah, because it's <laughs> Hell yeah, it, dude. It, as as easy as it might seem for him to be able to go out and be like, all right, I have forty shows. I need to pick thirty five artists, right. and then and it just that seems daunting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, I have to go. And then all of a sudden, you come in, and you're like, hey man, what about this? And he, you you just knocked off one for him, and he's like, right. all right, now it's thirty four. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> How about um, it? All right, this leads me to my last question. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might have answered this already, but I'm going to ask it anyways. I'll say it again. <laughs> what does it mean to you personally now to have your art featured as a you know official tool poster? 
given your history as a fan, like what, what does that mean to you? I mean, it is quite surreal. I gotta say it still hasn't, I don't think it's going to sink in until like the tours long past. Honestly, when I get the damn box and I'm holding it in my hand is finally when it's going to sink in. Cause even still get seeing the pictures. And you don't have one right now. I don't have one yet. Like a lot of, everybody keeps asking me, "Hey, let me get an AP." I'm like, "Can you send me one?" <laughs> I haven't seen a thing yet. So yeah, it's it, it's quite hard to even, you know, again, like the goal of just being an artist and being able to sustain myself. One is like such like I'm I'm now just being able to do it. Like I finally get this job with the place Brandywine. I'm like slowly finally finding sustainability it's a struggle man and i'm sure every artist i'm sure you talk to it's you do art fairs you do the online set it's a hustle it's a daily seven day a week there's lulls that get scary as hell and then you'll have these peaks where you're fucking overwhelmed so the whole process it's really hard to to put into words man it's surreal is the only thing that i can say (laughs) it's fucking surreal hard to wrap my mind around well, Mike, congratulations and thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, a... I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's totally, I would say, definitely top three interviews, in my opinion. Right now, on. this was cool, super cool. interesting. There was so much in there. We we could definitely keep going if we wanted to. <laughs> yeah, you got to shut me up. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's, it's this kind of interview is why I'm doing this, right? Um, you could see uh, just from talking to you, I can see the the heart, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I and and that's one of the things I really like about Tool is that it's authentic, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you did something truly authentic, whether it was conscious or unconscious, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I'm I, I'm very I'm not that good at explaining. Right, art and 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 nothing and something uh, whatever i'm sure people get the gist you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. i'm trying to say is that you, you right. did something extremely genuine and it paid off and so congratulations thank you and thank nice you for, for taking the time to come and tell me um just how genuine it was mm-hmm. yeah more than happy to man like i said i, I can geek out about art and music and for forever <laughs> well we'll definitely have to have Why you come back on hell yeah dude I'm, I'm more than more than happy to um do me a favor um plug yourself where can people find your art where can people so the best buy place your stuff definitely, like instagram is like my probably the most constant i do have like a tiktok and it's the same it's m-i-k-g-m is my instagram and then my web store is left-handed press at big cardell but if you just search one word left-handed press it i'm like the first first search that comes up that's my web store and that's where everything for all the tool stuff i'll be posting will definitely be instagram and left-handed press is where everything will end up i never heard did they make shirts of yours too no so this tour they this is the first damn tour they didn't do the uh the shirts. shirts i'm like fuck man <laughs> i wonder if they're gonna do it later weird i don't know i heard like i saw rumblings on yeah, Reddit. Where, so. you know i don't know who the know, knows the validity but somebody was saying like halfway through the tour they're going to start doing but i i don't think so because like with the contract when we were discussing it they didn't mention the shirts at all and i think that they just dropped them for whatever reason who knows mm. 
I don't know. Weird. Because again, like I thought I was supposed to be for Philly, so I would assume if it was like a later thing, you know. So I don't think that they're going to be doing the shirts, unfortunately. Well, hopefully they pick another piece of your art for Philly. I hope uh, so. <laughs> well, again, Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I you. really appreciate it. Congratulations, and uh, people go, go buy uh, some more of his art on on his uh, pages. And if you have extra, yeah, um, <laughs> love limb some. posters, <laughs> send this guy some. He needs them. How about it? <laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna just stop. Spiral Out Podcast is produced by me, your host Chris West, edited by me researched by me uh everything is pretty much just done by me uh go to our website spiraloutpod.podbean.com follow us on instagram at spiral underscore out underscore pod facebook spiral out podcast and again if you want to see some of the images associated with this episode click the link in the show notes and it'll take you there again thank you for listening Spiral out. Pod dismissed. Wait, that's another show. <laughs>